0: Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Superachievers. In this episode, I'm interviewing Jesus Campa. Jesus is a leadership expert with 27 years of experience in law enforcement and entrepreneurship. Welcome, Jesus. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to having a great conversation.
0: Same here. I'm very interested in your background. So let's start with that. Share some of your background with our listeners. Sure.
1: Absolutely. You know, I was born and raised in El Paso, Texas, to a single parent. Uh, you know, Mom dropped out of school in the eighth grade, raised by my grandmother. Mom worked two, three jobs just to keep a roof over our head. Uh, married, have three beautiful children you know, began my law enforcement career. My, my forte is law enforcement, been in law enforcement for 27 years. I just recently retired December 20th of last year. Uh served as uh, the chief deputy for the El Paso County Sheriff's office here in El Paso, went on to serve as a chief of police in two different cities in, in Texas. Um, My biggest experience was uh, in a, in a city down in East Texas, where I was brought in to change the racial culture division. Um, But, to change the culture uh, and bring it more to a unified uh, community. And then I left there after three years and became the state director for the state of Oklahoma's uh, law enforcement education and training. Working on a PhD right now in um, leadership, hopefully, be done by March of next year. Uh, of course, writing a book, uh, own a couple of businesses, and just trying to survive through the adversity that I love to put myself through. <laughs>
0: It's all growing, right?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> adversity is nothing but opportunity. That's all it is.
0: Exactly. Oh, so we have uh, we have quite a bit in common. You know, me being in uh, not far from you in New Mexico when I was younger, and then I'm sure you've heard of Vicap. Uh, yes. 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 Yep. Nice. I was with them for nice. almost ten years. So nice. Excellent. Okay. So, how do we overcome adversity?
1: Well, you know, one thing that uh, it took me a long time to figure that out, but the, the, the easiest way and the hardest way of all of overcoming adversity is you gotta stop listening to the noise. You know, everybody, everybody has a plan. Everybody wants to be a success. Yet you're always going to have, you know, people around you that are going to be trying to talk you out of it or people who don't want you to advance or move forward. So the hardest thing is you the hardest thing to do is to stop listening to all the critics that are around you. You know, uh, it's a vision yeah. that's been given to you. You see that vision and sometimes it's going to be really hard for people to understand that vision and they'll laugh at you and they'll joke about it and everything. But one day you know, they're eventually gonna start telling everybody about how they knew you before you were who you are, you know? Mm. So that that's, that's the best way to do it, is if you could just stop the noise and just move forward with your plans and don't let anybody talk you out of it, that's the best way to overcome adversity it's the hardest thing to do so you know we've developed uh, you know this little this little thing called do the seven and anytime that you know you start getting anxious or anxiety over moving forward and stuff like that you know it's just you know stop take a breath count to seven count to seven from zero to seven seven to zero count to seven uh, by odd numbers then count to seven by even numbers I know you can't get to seven with even numbers but you, you get the point and <laughs> you, can get, close. you can get close you know <laughs> And then find seven different colors to look at in your surroundings. Identify seven colors. You know, there's a green, there's a black, there's yellow, there's brown. Identify seven different smells. And by the time, you, by the time you're done identifying the seven of everything, you will have just overcome that anxiety and you'll be back on track. So that's one of the things that I've done to overcome uh, the adversity and stuff like that is just put out. Uh, and in all reality, and frankly, the, the one thing you got to do is when you have a dream and you have a vision it is it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks, you just make it happen and keep moving forward.
0: Yeah. Can you share a time in your life that you've done this?
1: Oh yeah. All the time. Every time I, every day that I wake up, like Uh. every day, (laughs) You know, <laughs> a memorable story for yeah, you. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, honestly, it's it's basically been uh, 48 years of adversity. I mean, it, it hasn't it's been great. I have lived a great life. But you know what? I've been involved in so many things. And then when you're in law enforcement for 27 years, especially when you reach that that pinnacle of being the chief, you know, you, you tend to make a lot of enemies. You know, you tend to to people criticize you a lot. You know, when when I was the chief of police in, in East Texas, like I said, I was the first minority police chief brought in to to bridge the racial division between a community and its police department, you know, I always joke around the fact that, you know, they weren't going to hire another Caucasian police chief. They sure as heck were never going to hire an African-American. So they settled for the little Hispanic caramel guy to to, 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 to come in and bridge that gap. So, I mean, you want to talk about three years of adversity and having my name run through the mud and, uh, you know, just because of the things that we were doing to bridge that gap, you know, um one of the biggest things that I suffered with is I created a program called No Colors, No Labels. Now, Listen to, listen to what the, the, the mission of No Colors, No Labels was. It was a program designed to remove the preconceived notion that the community has that the police are racially motivated. The community understood that and they heard it and they accepted it and wanted to move forward with it. The police officers that I led, unfortunately, heard this. No Colors, No Labels, where the police are a bunch of racists. That's what they heard. So, um, you know, having to having to deal with them and the union and the backlash of everything. it's like, guys, that's not what the mission says. It's a preconceived notion that the community has that we are racially motivated. So we're going to change that perspective. Nope. You just called us a bunch of racists. So, you know, having my name run through the mud, I had to I had to do the seven about seven times as many times as God says to turn the other cheek about seven times, 11 times, 100 times. It was just crazy. But, uh, you know, those three years really opened my eyes to a lot of things, a lot of things that I didn't know really existed. I mean, when you're in El Paso, you know, we're a very diverse community. We have uh, every social economic class from the highest of the richest to the poorest of the poorest. You know, we're we're uh, we're basically uh, uh, We're the border, so we're a segue to a lot of things, a lot of different races and communities and stuff. We have Fort Bliss. So when I went down to that community, it was a big, it was a big uh, culture shock and one that me and my family had to adapt to rather quickly, you know. Um, so yeah, I found myself doing the seven alone and I kind of realized that it does actually work.
0: Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you essentially, that's a way to self-manage your emotions, it sounds like, right? So that you can respond to life rather than react. Right.
1: So basically what it does, it helps ground you. Think of it as, uh, as an electrician. You know, it's, it's not the red wire. It's not the black wire. It's the green wire that grounds you back to being able to move forward and positively think without having an adverse reaction to something.
0: Yeah. I love that as a tactic in the moment. Now, what what about when you get to that point where I'm just tired? You know, it's enough. I'm done. <laughs> wow.
1: It seems like this podcast was just for me. Awesome. Uh, you, <laughs> you're you, like,
0: I'm right there wow, now. now. Uh, well, no,
1: you know, let me let me let, let's talk about I'm that. Kidding. No, you're actually right. You know what? Yeah, um, I, I did the math, you know, and, and uh, I've spent, like I said, 27 years in law enforcement. I'm 48 years old right now. That's my entire adult life in law enforcement, dealing with adversity, dealing with the worst of the worst, uh, dealing yeah. with things that, you know, you don't want to see. You don't want to have the politics, you know, when you get to the administrative levels that I got to being appointed, you know, having to deal with every time that there's a an election, whether you're going to have a job or not, have a job, always living on the edge. And because that's not enough, you know, I mean, I, I you know I'm also a business owner, so having to deal with businesses and having to figure out how you're going to run them and maintain them and pay for them and this and that, you know, I was always constantly under a lot of stress. So I'm going to be very honest with you. You know, when I went to Oklahoma as the state director, you know, I went down there on with the mindset of that, you know, this is who I am. This is what I am. I'm a law enforcement officer. I'm a a law enforcement leader. This is all I know how to do. This is all I can do. This is all I'll ever do. But I didn't want to do it anymore. You know, I I was tired. I I was tired, not not physically tired. I was mentally drained, emotionally drained. You know, I had, you know, opened up a new business here in El Paso. I was working on my Ph.D. I was writing a book. I was you know, trying to take care of my elderly mother, trying to raise a family, commuting from Oklahoma to El Paso because my family didn't go with me. I was commuting about four, oh. 1,400 miles every other weekend just to come see my family, uh, dealing with. Dealing with you know, and not, not 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 that you ever want to put anybody down, but dealing with a system that was systematically broken uh, in Oklahoma. You know, the agency that I worked for, um, you know, it was going to require, and it's not any fault of 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 the state. It was just a system that was broken. It was outdated. It was going to require. I mean. I think I I had estimated anywhere between 14 million to 20 million dollars just to implode everything and start all over again with a whole new system. So, I mean, I was tired. I I was I could not do it anymore. And and one of the things that I think you asked, you know, what was it when you reached that point? Well, you never want to reach that point. You know, you never want to reach that point. You know, uh, I can you know, you never want to get to that point. But if you get to that point, you need to try to identify it early. And I wish I had identified it early because things I could have done things differently and uh, headed in a different direction. But this is the path I was put on. So when that time came, you know, I just had to throw my hands up in the air and on honesty, and just say, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't. I can't. I can't. And when you realize that you get to that breaking point, you have to put you have to decide what's more important. My my health, my family, or my career goals, you know? And yeah. I realized that I had really, you know, my son had, my oldest son asked me, he's like, what do you have to prove? Like, what are you trying to prove? Like, why are you doing this? Like you, you said that all you know how to do is be a cop. That's not true because you've got two successful businesses. You're, you're writing a book, you get a PhD, you, 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 there's, you know how to do so many other things than just that. So why don't you just come home and finally be happy? Oh, and, uh, you know, I, you know, he's a, he's a 22 year old. I, I, I so. you know, I, I had to learn my life lesson from a 22 year old punk, you know,
0: <laughs> and old soul. yeah,
1: yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I went ahead and resigned and, 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 and called my career, uh, um, yeah, I retired from law enforcement and now pursuing my dreams. And I'm going to tell you what, I have never been happier in my entire mm. life. Um, I'm doing things that I want to do on my terms, when I want to do them, how I want to do them. Um, you know, the business aspect of, of um, running my businesses, you know, I've got nobody to blame if it fails or if it succeeds other than myself. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's what you got to do. You, you got to self monitor yourself. And if, if it's the minute you're not happy you got to change that direction because life is about being happy.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So prevent, prevent, prevent. But if we do end up getting at that breaking point, uh, it sounds like we need to step back, focus on our priorities and really come to some, you know, some decisions around that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. I'm right there with you. I left law enforcement uh, almost 10 years ago and- I'm loving life in the self-improvement area of business. <laughs> it is. It's, it is wonderful. Yes. So now you do, um, one of your main topics is leading through adversity. So how would you recommend, okay, let's say we've got our stuff together. How can we lead others through this process <coughs> who seem to be struggling?
1: Well, you know, the biggest thing about leading through adversity is, you know, our, our focus group is is really focused on on helping the leaders, you know, we constantly hear about, um, you know, the subordinates come first, your team comes first, the mission comes first, the, div- you know, the visions comes first. Well, you if, as a leader, if you're not, if you're not. Um, taking care of yourself. If you're not coming first, there's no way that that leader is going to be mentally prepared or emotionally prepared to continue to move forward with the mission. So what we do here at Leading Through Adversity is we do a lot of mentoring and coaching to prepare the leaders that to understand the things that they're never taught in school about leadership. And, you know, what are some of the things that you're not taught about being a leader in school? Well, that you know you can't be everybody's friend you know a lot of leaders decide that they want to go in and become buds with everybody you can't you know you either lead either lead or be a bud if you want to be a bud well then go have some ice cream with them because leadership is not about being friends <laughs> you know yeah. and the ugly truth about leadership is that you know you're always going to be the bad guy you're always going to be the you're always going to be the evil one in somebody's story so yeah, you know, at leading through adversity, we prepare the leader to know that it's okay to fail, that it's, that he's not always right, that he needs to surround himself with the smartest people. You know, he cannot be the smartest person in the room. If he is, it's time for him to go to a different room. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we prepare them to understand that, you know, you have to be able to incorporate the 12 different styles of leadership. You know, demo, uh, you know democracy in leadership does not always work and play out well. Uh, and that you're going to have to make the tough decisions and you need to decide whether you're going to be a leader who leads with character and integrity by doing the right thing all the time because it's the right thing to do or if you're going to be one of those leaders that shuns away and just does what's popular. And a lot of the times what we have, a lot of our clients are basically just calling us up for mentoring and venting. (laughs) You know, they call up and they're like frustrated like I was. And the reason we created this, this, you know, the leading through adversity was for that main reason, because I could never find an outlet as who I could reach out to just to vent and bounce off ideas off of. So You know, being prepared to, to become a leader is something that is, is not easy and it's not for everyone. You know, there's a big difference between being a leader and being a friend. And that's, that's the one thing that you really need to understand is that you're, you're a leader for all and a friend to none.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, and I, I see some correlation here. So there's a, a lot of, and we have a culture of this about caring what other people think, right? So at the individual level, uh, being able to overcome adversity is, you know, stepping away from what other people think and doing what you need to do for yourself. Same as a leader. It's, it's not worrying about, you know, being the most liked person in the room. Absolutely. Any recommendations for that?
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> the best recommendation is to make sure you like yourself because you're going to be spending a lot of time with yourself when you're becoming a <laughs> leader. You know, being being at the, well, that's
0: an important uh, no, one.
1: I, no, I, I mean, it, it, yeah. it is. And you see, that's the that's the thing. You know, the last three years of my career, I did not like myself at all. You know, and it was it was you know I had gained a lot of weight. Uh, I was always tired. I was burnt out. I was frustrated. I was angry. I I didn't like myself. I didn't. Um, yeah. And you know, I burned the fuse weight I burned the fuse to the point where it was just about to to blow up, you know. And so if you don't like yourself, that's the best advice. You have to be able to like yourself, look in the mirror, and be able to say, I am fine and comfortable with everything that I do, and I'm willing to accept all the consequences that come with it. And yeah. that's the only way that a leader is going to be happy because it is very lonely at the top. And, you know, I've got this saying that when you get to the top, you know, you don't know who's around you because of the things you can do for them or who's around you because they really are your friends. And once you realize who's there because of what you can do for them, don't ever let that same snake bite you twice. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I've heard that before. Yeah. And it was when I was in New Mexico and Texas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, because there's a lot of snakes around there. There, there sure
1: are. You know, there's <laughs> there's a lot of snakes everywhere. But you know, and, and, and the thing is, like I always tell people, look, I make I make leadership sound like it's 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 horrible and it's miserable and this is and that. And, you know, everybody only gets to see the glorious part of leadership. Oh, you know, he's in the paper. He's on TV. He's popular. Look, he's making a lot of money. He's got this. He's got that. But nobody sees the struggles behind the closed doors. And and that's where a leader is actually All the hard work. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, in in relating this to the individual, I mean, I can see... Uh, like I was relating, there have been like relationships that I have been in friendship, you know, romantic, et cetera, where I didn't like who I was. So I knew that it wasn't going to be easy, but I had to change the dynamics in order to be me. Um, you know, and I can see how individuals would need to go through that. And, and I like how you said, it's important to one, make that decision to do what you need to do and accept the consequences that come with that. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: You know, and um, that's just, that's the most important part is you have to be happy with yourself.
0: Yeah. And do what you need to do to do that. Absolutely. And then you can get everything else squared away.
1: (laughs) You know, it's, it's funny because, you know, the last, uh, and it's funny because a lot of people would always tell me throughout, you know, throughout my career is like, how do you always land on your feet? How do you always overcome everything you're going through? I mean, it's like, you know, you get criticized. I mean, I've been accused. I mean, being in law enforcement, you get accused of so many things, you know, and uh, I've been through the through the washer washing machine once too many times. And basically, it's like because I always do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. I I don't I don't I am who I am. And you you just got to keep doing the right thing. We live in a society now that if you stop and listen to every barking dog, you're never going to get anywhere in your journey. (laughs) You know, <laughs> exactly. And, and I mean, we live in a society now that's, that's filled with social media and everybody's so concerned about their image and what people think of them and whether they're liked or not liked.
0: Yeah. So essentially resilience. We're talking about resilience. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. <clears throat> resilience is, is the key to everything. Um, you know, the biggest compliment that was ever paid to me in my entire life was one of my critics who, you know. Finally, recently, kind of just, I guess, after I retired, I guess he figured there was no sense in criticizing me anymore. You know, he, he said, you know, the one thing, I, the one thing, you, the only thing I like about this guy, meaning me, is that, man, he is persistent. That guy is so resilient that he just doesn't go away. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, well, the harder you keep pushing me, the harder I'm not going to go away because I'm not going to. I
0: mean, you
1: know, maybe if you just left me alone, I probably would have gone away a long time ago. There yeah. you
0: go. So can you share a little bit about the products and services that you provide?
1: Yeah. So, you know, at Leading Through Adversity, you know, we're a leadership development program, mostly designed for people who want to be leaders or who are already leaders. You know, we have uh, we've been in business here at Leading Through Adversity for about three years now. Uh, the first year was really was really tough. But, you know, now uh, we, we've developed a pretty good uh, customer base and our clients seem to be very happy. We do a lot of one on one mentoring, a lot of coaching Um like I said, you know, a lot of uh, CEOs that, that we work with and a lot of uh, police chiefs around the country that we work with, we're basically a sounding board for them. You know, so like if, if you're out there, you know, if you're a leader and, and you have an idea and you kind of find yourself in a situation where, you know, you're not sure whether this idea is going to work or how your team's going to respond to it, you know, you can call us up, bounce the idea off of our, one of our experts, you know, and we can talk and, and, and walk you through it, kind of make a strategic plan, pros and cons, and give you an opportunity to vent and think. Like that, we also develop uh, strategic plans for for um, you know for for businesses, which is you know basically your business plan. We also do uh, strategic plans for individuals. You know, you have to have a strategic plan for your life. Um, we do a lot of speaking engagements on leadership. You know, different types of leadership uh, conferences that we attend and and speak on how to become a dynamic leader, a good leader, and things like that. Uh, we just launched ourselves into doing executive searches Uh, we just completed two executive searches this year uh which was was was, that was a lot of fun you know for um for two different um one was for a private entity and one was for a city so i mean we also prepare leaders we have a program called the junior leadership program where um we have uh, children of ages 13 to 18 uh where we teach them the things that they're no longer teaching in school i mean you know how to balance a checkbook you can't be a business person or a leader if you don't know how to create a budget and establish a budget and you know what's in the red and what's in the black and you know uh how to cursive how to do your etiquette around people how to speak properly how to you know shake hands properly and then of course we also do a lot of uh pre-interviewing for executives so like if you're um if you're a um an individual who's moving up the ranks uh, and this is really common in law enforcement as you know we have oral boards and uh, a lot of the times you go to the oral board prepared for what you think they're going to ask you especially when you get up to the police chief level and they ask you totally the opposite of everything you thought you were prepared for so now you have you know a bunch of experts who would put you through that uh, executive oral uh, executive interview and prepare you for for the future so those are just some of the things that we do but there there's you can visit us at our website com for a list of all of our services
0: Excellent. I will make sure those get into the episode description. Okay. We are at that part of the episode where you share your final piece of advice
1: yeah uh, I think I shared it a little bit earlier which was don't ever let the same snake bite you twice that, <laughs> that is that is the it is
0: timeless that
1: is the best piece of advice I can give you all is do not let that say learn in other words what that basically means is learn from your mistakes okay if you're not yeah. learning from your mistakes and you're constantly repeating them that's the habit that just means that's who you are and it's time to break that habit if you want to continue to move forward so yeah learn from your mistakes you know there's a reason reason that rearview mirror is so small and those side mirrors are so small is because uh, you got to remember the past and remember the mistakes, but you got to learn from them so you can keep moving forward.
0: Ooh, I like that metaphor, analogy, simile, whatever it is. It's awesome. <laughs> One of all of those, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for joining us today, Jesus. Oh, it's
1: my pleasure. Thank you very much.
0: If you'd like to learn more about Jesus, visit his website at leadingthroughadversity.com. Is it possible to have fun while developing yourself? Take a look at Christina's latest book, Life is an Escape Room, to see how the lessons learned through escape rooms apply to achieving more in life. Visit lifeisanescaperoom.com for more information.